You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hello, hoes, or should I say, yes. This is the episode that you've been waiting for, episode 100. Oh my God. Welcome to episode 100 of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. And as promised, we will be doing a $100 giveaway to commemorate this very special episode. Shout out to Mr. Old School Rider, our show sponsor, for also sponsoring this giveaway. So that way I don't have to take it out of the company funds. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I just want to thank you guys for listening from day one when Chantel and I started back in February of 2018. And now here we are at episode 100. Wow. I'm thankful. I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. Okay. Today we have a very special guest and this episode is long overdue. I feel like I've been chasing this lady forever, but hey, we got it together. Our guest today is the founder of the Run His Pocket Sis platform on Instagram and Patreon and the host of the Run His Pocket Sis podcast. Very, very informative, very thought-provoking podcast. I listen to it all the time. Miss Arania Swat. Hello, Arania. Welcome to the 100th episode of the show. Hey, girl. Hey, what's hey, the girl, Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you're here to help me ring in the 100th episode. I can't believe it. How did we link up? I'm trying to remember. It was through IG for sure. It definitely was. Like, listen, I started this little platform back in <laughs> what, 2018. Oh, so we both started around the same time. Right. And so linking with organic people who aren't scamming was very... (laughs) Girl, that's like another episode. (laughs) The scammers. That was the goal. Everybody jumping on the sex work bandwagon, you know, hypergamous, how value. If I hear feminine energy and high value man one more time, I'm going to shoot everyone. You can't forget. What is it? Your feminine energy. Feminine energy, masculine energy. I'm like, oh. Masculine energy. (laughs) How to wink at a guy and make him spend oh, money. Jesus. I mean, it's crazy. And TikTok is like a whole other place. But anyways, <laughs> before we go off on a tangent. So in honor of the 100th episode, we're going to be reading your heartfelt comments of how the show has impacted you. I will announce the winner at the very end of the show. So you have to listen all the way to the end. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax, accounting, and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. 
Arania, I will give you the honors of reading the first comments since you're my guest and we will go back and forth. And we will start with the Twitter comments. So we got Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast. I started listening to TSEG in 2019. I've listened to episodes with Chantel, Lola, and more. TSEG has inspired me to create my own podcast. Vivian taught me you can be a solo speaker on a podcast and be successful. Ayo. Our podcast actually spun off a lot of other sex work podcasts, which I'm actually like, yay, at least now we all have a collective voice and people are seeing us as real people. So thank you very much, Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast. All right. This is from Ronin76 at One Samurai Guy. This is a client. As someone who loves the ladies, it has taught me to lead with my wallet. Yes. Since I started doing that, I've never had a bad date. See, you got to listen. Amen, amen. <laughs> oh, that's all he said. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heather Strong at Ballycat2. Love this podcast and have been listening since episode one. Yes, Heather is one of our OG listeners. I actually met her in person in L.A. Awesome lady. Thank you so much, Heather. This is from Jordan Chanel at Jordan Chanel XO. I've been listening since 2020, but I've listened to every episode. It's shown me a whole side to sex work that I didn't know existed. It has given me insight to marketing, branding, and finances. I listen to every episode and I recommend it for clients and companions alike. Yes, that's all I wanted. That's really all I wanted. Yes. Saint Domino? I don't yes. know. <laughs> I've listened to all of the episodes and started listening when the show was still on single digit episodes. As a client, it's given me insight to the other side of my days and how to be a better client. Yes. Hopefully you listen to episode 17. Anywho, <laughs> that's our hygiene episode, by the way. It's our most popular episode to date. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, St. Bomino or S.D. Bomino. This is from Maya Rose De Luna at Maya De Luna. The podcast started the same year I did in 2018. And like a deer in headlights, it was a guiding light for me. You and Chantel gave me some sense of community when I felt alone and helped me laugh through some harder times. So many tips, too. Thank you. Yes. Love it. Love it. Let's see. Birdie Moon Belfort at Birdie Belfort says... This show has helped me out so much with its advice. I've not only become a better sex worker because of the advice you guys give, but I also haven't laughed so hard ever in my life. This show has put a smile on my face in my darkest moments. I'm super grateful for you. Aw, we aim to make you laugh, girly. And to think people used to, well, haters. Some haters thought it was weird that we were laughing the whole time on the show. They didn't like us having fun on the show. <laughs> Very weird. Anywho, <laughs> next is Cassidy K at Cassidy Cakes. I've been listening to the TSCG podcast since 2019 when Chantelle Etoile was a host alongside Vivian. The show has definitely helped me get better with my finances, credit, and figure out which part of the industry best suits me. Cheers to the 100 episode. Yes, I love this. Thank you so much for listening. Isabel Lynn at <laughs> Isabel Lynn XX. I've been listening since 2018, back when Chantelle was co-host, and y'all were one of the only podcasts by and for us. 
TSCG has always been such a great listen because it sets a standard for professionalism in our industry. Yay. Thank you so much, Isabel. Okay. And now for Instagram, which was not that many. Instagram comments. This is from at it's a Zay. <laughs> These names. I've enjoyed learning more about a potential future career. Okay. A vanilla. Welcome. Welcome. Amanda Daisy. Amanda Daisy. Honestly, I discovered the podcast before the pandemic and even before I started companionship. It was so insightful and refreshing to listen to something different and help me in my dating life. When I decided to join this world, I went back and re-listened to everything. It's been my blueprint. Okay. Thank you so much, Amanda Daisy. Yes. And last but not the least, this is from at Lexi0526. TSEGP has impacted me in a unique way. The topics discussed helped me, a vanilla person working as a dog groomer, okay, come through, sis, knowing and charging your worth, advertising, effectively SEO, client care, persona, the list goes on. Wow. I look forward to the episodes every time they drop. A dog groomer listened to my show and gained some value? Are you serious? <laughs> Ew, I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. So as I said, I'm going to announce the winner at the end of the show. So listen to the end. All right. Let's go on to the news. What's in the news? You're going to love this one. But first, a word from our sponsor. I would like to thank my friend, Mr. Old School Rider, who I had the pleasure of being on his show before. He is also the sponsor of the giveaway from our 100th episode of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I also want to send my congrats to him on his other podcast, The Writer's Book Club, being nominated for a 2023 C Award for Radio Show Podcast of the Year. Make sure you vote for his podcast. And be sure to like, share, subscribe, and vote for Mr. Old School Writer. That's a friend to our community. It doesn't cost you anything to do so. His social media platforms are Instagram, at Mr. Old School Writer, The Writer's Book Club, YouTube channel, at Mr. Old School Writer, and his Twitter handle is Old underscore Writer. Let's get him to a thousand subscriptions very soon. Thank you so much for supporting the show, Mr. Old School Writer. What's in the news? I need to come up with like a sound for that. Anyways, what's in the news? What's in the news? Okay. Florida man arrested for calling sex worker on his honeymoon. <laughs> now listen. See, they already started with Florida man, so you knew it was going to be. Florida man is always going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. A Florida man was arrested on his honeymoon after he answered an ad for a prostitute. Uh, prostitute. Anyways, I'm not going to say his name. It's PT, but I'm going to link this in the show notes as always. His initials are PT, 34 years old, left his new bride sleeping in their hotel room in Tampa and went out to meet a prostitute that he had connected with online, authorities said. Not even Tampa. Oh my God. When the self-employed businessman arrived at the Hyatt Hotel, he was placed in handcuffs caught up in a sting operation by local police to crack down on sex trafficking. You know, I'm fucking sick and tired of them using busts and linking it to sex trafficking, but you know, that's a rant for another day. The only question here was, as a wedding guest, was it too late to get the gifts they had given returned back to them, said Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister. Okay, he's funny. 
He got jokes. He got jokes. Adding that T was one of the 176 men arrested in the sting operation. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, what are your thoughts? Listen, buying pussy is one of the oldest professions. I'm about tired of it being a big goddamn deal. Like, listen, he got married, but clearly something was going on that he was still, he couldn't leave the girls alone. Damn, but on his wedding night, though, he couldn't wait one day? Like, No, he can't wait one day. <laughs> Hell no. And he's 34. Like, Oh, yeah, he was. I mean, listen, but you don't know. You know, he might have been one of them religious people who ain't ever, you know, sexually repressed. You know, the sexually repressed oh, type. Oh. I understand. Like, I'm not about to, like, question anyone for hiring an escort however on your wedding night yeah on your wedding night wait yeah. let me see no it was on his honeymoon not his wedding night okay oh his still on your honeymoon that's when you're supposed to be fucking and sucking <laughs> that's when you're supposed to be but she probably tired of his shit already damn i mean but my thing is i'm just tired of them linking every sting operation and calling it sex trafficking because every time it's always two adults. It's never no kids or anybody being sold. I just feel like if you're using adult ass and then being like, hey, come get like, girl, this person is fake, first of all. So who's being trafficked? Second of all, this is a fake person that you made this fake ass ad with. This person is not being trafficked. Would it be better if he had asked before he came, hey, during the screening process, are you being trafficked? Are you doing this at your own fruition? Do you have a pimp? Like, no, that wouldn't have fucking mattered. So at what point are we protecting sex traffic? Like, oh, at this point, they're letting them flourish. Ever since they shut down Backpage and did the whole Foster Sesta thing, the people that are actually doing the sex trafficking are flourishing because now they can't catch them. It's gone deep, deep underground, and now it's just regular busts, and they're trying to call it every five minutes. It's sex trafficking, but nope, it's just two adults that decided to, you know, exchange money for sex, and they're trying to, like, sweep it under the whole sex trafficking thing, and it's just fucking annoying. Like, I'm over it. Granted, Mr. PT should have, like, at least waited till after his honeymoon. No, he did just what he needed to do. He he wants to get his kicks on Route 66. Damn. And he went to a nice hotel, too, because normally they get caught up for buying, like, $25 pussy on. No, no. He he was fancy with it. He said, look, I just got married. I've got some money and some envelopes to spend. So he was comfortable. (laughs) Wow. I'm just. Anyways, I just thought you might get a kick out of this because every now and then I do what's in the news on our world. But okay, let's move on to what. People have been waiting for. We want to hear what you have to say, Miss Swat. Miss Swat. Do that. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start off with you telling our wonderful listeners a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. I'm a whore. I'm going to stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean, so how far do we go back? A, a lady does not tell her age. I'm kidding. Whatever you want to tell us, just, I mean, it doesn't even have to be your age, just like what your little background story on how you became a hoe whisperer, if you will. <laughs> I mean, listen, 
I don't know. I've been in this game since like, what, 2008 when I first, first left home of the good old South and went up north to the bright lights in the big city. I'm kidding. Not really. But, uh, (laughs) and, you know, I started off small with just asking niggas around for things and it just became, uh, it was weird because I feel like the first time it was ever like a thing, like I'd ask this guy to buy me like Tiffany's or something. And like my friends was like, how did you get him to buy you Tiffany's? I was just like, nigga, I asked. Like, what you mean? And it just kind of, I don't want to say pick up a lifestyle. So it was just kind of natural. And to be honest, I think my dad was a whore. I don't know. But all that whores, anyways. I think it's always been in me. You know, my dad was considerably. My dad was born in like 1930-something. My mom was born in 1950-something. So there was already an age gap there. And the first, the way my mom told me, she met my dad. He wanted to date her. She asked him for some money. He wanted to take her on a date. She let him take her on a date. At that time, she had a my sister, our previous relationship. And he took her on a great date. It was all, you know, roses. And at the end of the night, my mom laid into him because she said, I asked you for some money and you didn't give it to me. So what the fuck are you doing around here? And yeah, 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 yeah. And my dad pulled out a very big wad of money and said, how much did you ask for? And they were inseparable until he died. So it's always just kind of been a part of me. It's in your DNA. Right. Like it's always just been kind of a part. It was just natural to where like I knew I'm going out, I'm dating, talking to guys, I'm getting whatever. I need to have things like I need to be financially compensated for the time. And then when after freshman year of just the low level stuff, I hit the good old whatever we would call the Internet and started perusing around, you know, going on dates, having a repertoire, having a this man, a shopping man, a trip man, a this man, a that. Hey, you got to compartmentalize. And I had my first little podcast in my dorm room called Keep a Team and my boyfriend. Okay, so called. you've been podcasting since before. Right, since it wasn't even called a podcast. Well, excuse the fuck out of me. So aside from just dating guys and getting money from them, did you work in any line of sex work at all? Your girl tried a few things. I tried... <laughs> I tried Dom. I tried that for like, I tried to do the whole Finn Dom situation. I don't know. Like, I just didn't like the men are cheap and the investment in it can sometimes not weigh the return. It's a different world and a different finesse for sure. Right. And so it, it was just, it was frustrating. I was used to like the, a little bit more interaction and connection. As much as I like degrading men, it was just like, whoo child. Who <laughs> said as much as I like degrading men? <laughs> like, whoo child, this is a lot. This is so much. It's too much. It is. And then I tried, what's the other one? Like the feet pics and the panty p- Girl, like just navigating a lot of it was just like, I could just literally get online, be cute, have a man take me somewhere, ask him to buy me things, ask him to do stuff for me versus 
hey, you want to buy my panties? Ah, do I have to pee on them? Ah, do I have to bleed on them? Ah, okay, you get panties, you get panties, twenty twenty dollars for panties. Like, oh uh-uh. my god, it just I considered cuddle work, but. Hey, that girl was starting a cuddle podcast, so mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you? Did they try to fuck you? <laughs> no, I just I'm, I'm a lazy like I feel like I feel like because I've been doing this so long, I have gotten like, so lazy. And I just be like, oh, so you're telling me I have to get on here and broker whatever, screen, do all that stuff. Then I got to go meet you because you're not coming to my spot. I'm not in calling shit. And then I have to do cuddle with you and possibly upsell you. And like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. There's always an upsell. Right. It's like, I was just like, I, no, don't have the time. And I just don't, I sure don't have the time for it. So cuddling was not for me. So <laughs> Even like camming, like girl, like it's just the work and time. Yeah, camming is a lot. Like I know a guy that uh, runs one of the bigger camming websites and he had me get on it. And I was on it for a little bit, made a few hundred bucks here and there. But it just was it was a lot of time. He was like, if you want to really see results, you have to cam. I think he said eight to 12 hours a day. I don't have it. Right. But he was like, you have to do you can do it in shifts like. Get up in the morning, do like three hours because he's like, you want to like catch everybody around the clock, you know, so get up in the morning, do three hours and in the afternoon, do like four or five hours. Then during rush hour or when everybody's coming no. home, do like two hours. Oh my God. <laughs> he had like a whole thing and he, there were girls making money. I mean, they were all white, but. But I was like, you know what? I tried it. It's really just not for me. For that. You can go work at Amazon because, baby, what? Uh-uh. Like, that's yeah. too much. It's a lot. Your whole world has to revolve. You're basically in lingerie all day, makeup all day, staring at your computer. Your skin is taking a beating. You're looking at the Blu-rays all day on your computer. That's harmful light to your eyes and face. And then if you want to get in tips, depending on what they're asking you to do, like, come on. There was a whole system to it. Like, you never get naked when you're doing the chat. Like, you want to take them private. It's kind of like a strip club. So you tease them a little bit. And then, you know, when they take you private, then you can get all nasty and whatnot. But I don't know. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> I'm lazy as hell. I want the most power. And a lot of people would say that sugaring doesn't give you that. But it's just like, I want to go home after we eat and get paid. Like, I don't want to have to sit here and treat this like it's a, like a real nine to five. Like, I don't, if that's what I want, I can go do my nine to five. Yeah. And we don't want that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, different strokes for different folks. That's the saying. So, because there are plenty of cam girls that do very well. I mean, they have Exotica here, which is like a adult convention. So it has like porn and like, you've, you've seen it. They have like the main campsites, like Charter Bait or whatever they call them. Charter Bait, yeah. Yeah, and they have their main girls there live streaming. So clearly they have top earners. It's just... It's just what you're going to do to be a top earner. And I am tapped out from that kind of stuff. 
even this girl I followed, Jesse, like she's so hilarious. It's like Jesse something. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. But she is a like a little cam girl. I think it's like funny ass Jess or something like that. Oh gosh, she's so funny. I think she does like homemade porn or whatever. Funny ass Janice. So funny as J E N I S E. Oh my gosh, she's so funny, but she also does like porn and cam and stuff. I know she makes money and she just had a baby. So congratulations to her, but uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> not I. Not for you. So, what do you think is a misconception about women who capitalize on their relationships with men? I feel like they're all of them. I feel like every misconception is had about women who do that. <laughs> there's not a specific one, there's all of them. But I feel like it's changing now. I'm going to be fair. Yeah, it is getting a little bit more mainstream, but it's still being warped and twisted to, you know, media's... Because everybody wants to be a hoe. Like, everybody wants to be a hoe. I mean, everybody wants to be a hoe. they've come out with hoe TV shows. It's like, and of course, they're all trash, by the way. <laughs> I mean, they're not realistic at all. Now, the, secret, the Secret Diary of a Call Girl was the closest thing to this world that I've ever watched. See, and I've never seen that one. Which one are you talking about? I've seen like the old school stuff, like real sex. Uh, oh <laughs> like, yeah, on HBO, like right? Bunny Was it HBO? Ranch. Yeah, yes, the Bunny Ranch. See, no, but the, but the Bunny Ranch, yeah, that was true to the brothel life. But they've tried to do stuff about escorts, and they're all terrible, except for the Secret Diary of a Call Girl. There are a couple of things in there that they had to do, you know, because you know they gotta like do showmanship. But it it was the most accurate I've seen to date. And like all the other ones that they've tried to come up with is just ridiculous. Like, I forget the name of the show. I think it was it was called The Escort or Call Girl. I forget the name. But there was like one scene where the girl gets like thousands of dollars from some dude. He leaves her in the hotel room and they run up the charges on the room. You know, like, I want to order your most expensive bottle of champagne, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I guess that could happen, but not if you want to keep him as a regular. <laughs> That would be dumb. Unless it's like some kind of, whatchamacallit, some kind of kink where he enjoys that. I mean, even how she fell into escorting was just all where I was like, yeah, I can't watch the show. I, I was like halfway into the show, episode one, I was done. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. thanks. So what is one misconception people have about you? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't really know how people think of me. I, I do my very best not to involve myself with the thoughts of others about me because I'm very multifaceted. Like, I think some of my followers know in my vanilla life, I'm a licensed attorney. So, like, I don't really know how that, (laughs) I don't really know how that, maybe sometimes people think I'm mean, maybe, maybe Uh mean, maybe (laughs) mean. Because you're honest about stuff? Yeah, I think people, you know, are used to hearing things. Are you from New York? No. The South? Um, The Texas. Mm. Well, Texas people do have the nice, nasty thing, so maybe. I just think people think that because I say things and because I say them. Too truthfully? Right. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, like one time some fucking page got mad at me because they were like, you're being messy by saying something. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like. 
how is it messy <laughs> when it's a fact like and I guess that comes from you know lawyer life it's like I don't give a shit about your feelings about it is it true is it false is it real is it fake if we can get past that then you shouldn't really have a fucking problem with it being said or it whatever because it happened or it's a fact and so I think that sometimes people think I can be a big bitchy because I don't I don't tolerate bullshit on my platform like I keep my platform very like I monitor everything that happens on there. So any comment that is left, you hoes know I'm watching. And when bitches want to come and talk about, oh, well, I, this ain't me. It could never be me. Good, then this one isn't for you. <laughs> Get your ass on. And so I think people think that's mean to have that approach because we're supposed to be, I don't want to say so positive in the community. And yeah, I can be positive in the community, but you're not going to come into my curated yeah, space. I'm not gonna place. I'm not gonna take negative bullshit from you. Right. Just, I mean, I feel like my haters don't have the balls to come talk on my page. They just go talk elsewhere and then I get emails from people <laughs> sending me links and I'm like, please don't. So this is a public service announcement. Thank I don't you. really care to see any of in your, my your backyard alley links. <laughs> <laughs> And it's crazy because in my vanilla life, my personality is very much either you like me or you don't. It kind of reads with this as well, because like my platform either speaks to you or it doesn't. If it doesn't, okay, you know, but I think I've always been very hyper aware that my personality is not for everybody. Isn't that everything, though? Is everyone's personality for everybody? Some people are pleasers in the way in which they will morph their personality into being uh, yeah, that's sterile, much. like sterile enough for everybody to be able to take them. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm sticking to certain convictions. I'm. It just kind of is what it is. Like suck my dick coat, or like you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really into transforming myself, which is weird because I told a friend of mine I was like, it's so weird that with my platform I can be kind of authentically myself. Versus in person, I can be myself, but I have to be very prepared for like, all right, we beefing? Like, what's up? Like, like, what's good? Like, you don't like this? Like, all right, cool. Like, all right, let's go. But on my platform, I don't have to worry about that. It's just, it is what it is. And the people that gravitate towards you are your tribe and the rest can kick rocks. Get blocked. The block party, baby. Everybody's invited. So what made you exactly, what exactly made you to decide to become a sugar whisperer, a sugar dating coach, a whore whisperer, if you will? (laughs) I mean, for me, it was just that I saw, so I used to follow Imani. Actual Black Mermaid. We've interviewed her twice on the show. I used to follow her before she went nuts. I reached out to her one time just because I had gotten out of the bowl for a while and I was like trying to kind of get back in and see what, you know, what's the tea? Like, what's the girls doing? Like, what's new? And she was like charging this weird thing about like, you get this many questions for this amount of money. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then like my cousin had went to her and some of her advice was really weird so I was just like you know what let me just create something from my perspective and my experience and which is why the run his pockets patreon is 
at the low price that it is because it has like different tiers. I think it's like $5, $10 and then like maybe like 25 because it's not supposed to be like a course. Like I was always very much against selling a course because I think it's kind of inauthentic to a degree because yeah, it's very dangerous out here. And because the girls get on TikTok and see I'm, you know, the next money, but I can make all this money. Oh, fucking God. You know, yeah. the girls really don't know what they're doing. They really don't know what they're doing. They really don't know where to go. And if somebody is charging you two, three hundred dollars for 10 questions, what the fuck is that? Like, but the thing that irks me about the whole course selling community, and that goes into the vanilla world, too, not just for sex work, is that they're basically selling you confusion. It's not like, you know how... You go to law school, you learn torts and you do all these things. And in general, you take an exam and you can basically start off your career as a lawyer and then build from there. There is structure. <laughs> there is steps. There is levels and structure to the game. But with all these course sellers, they're basically selling you confusion. So that way you have to stick with them forever. And they keep upselling. It's like a whole, I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Like I've seen a few and some of them, what they sell is insecurity. They're selling you the idea that you're not good enough just as the person you are. Exactly. Confusion. Because if you were walking through life thinking you were fine and now all of a sudden some bitch is telling you. that you need to change everything about yourself, you're going to be fucking confused. Exactly. And they're not even giving you, like, the things. Like, they're not even... Exactly. They're literally just telling you to run around in circles. Like, they're not even telling you how to do something or better yourself. Or, like, again, it's not structured. There are no steps. They're just kind of like, oh, you need to be a (laughs) high-value With a, oh my with a god energy that, i can't would you like to learn how to dress like you live on little house on the prairie please pay 200 dollars to be and i just saw a lot of that and it was so annoying i saw a lot of girls buying followers just you know and then ugh, it just became ridiculous so i just my platform just became a space and then i, I saw a lot of ostracizing of girls who weren't different you know it's it's hard enough being a black woman in this whole bag but if you're a fat black woman if you're a disabled black woman if you're a you know non-conventionally attractive black woman if you have other black things going on with you and a lot of the messaging from a lot of the coaches and the people out can really be discouraging but if I've seen a white bitch with, who is bald with alopecia be able to sugar, why can't your black ass get out here and do it too? You know what I'm saying? And I don't think there's a lot of people out here who are saying that. Like, and not even just saying it, but reinforcing it that like, no, babe, you're enough. Like, I've seen some things on the other side. <laughs> and you are not the worst That's why I always say if you want a crash course in confidence, go strip for a couple of months and you'll see the pretty girl not making any money and the girl that's supposedly ugly or whatever is raking it in. It's all about confidence. And that's something that you can't really teach. But I wish these fucking coaches would say that, too. (laughs) 
And I feel like that's why, like, <sighs> even a part of my platform is like self-esteem building because that's so important in sex work and dating and everything. Like you have to have had a conversation with yourself and did some of the mirror work that it takes to understand that, you know, you're the boss ass bitch. Like you're the baddest thing walking. Like you're, you know, the best thing since sliced bread and you have to believe it. And that, that can be very hard. I don't see a lot of coaches like telling that it's like, no, you should wear knee length dresses with a plume. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what are we going to have tea with the queen? Rest in right. peace. That shit. <laughs> do you want to like, pour champagne? Why the fuck, if I'm with a rich man, do I need to pour the champagne? Girl, shut up. Like, no. <laughs> That's stupid. Stupid. Uh, gee. I personally believe in time and place. Because that's how I was raised. There's a time and place for everything. If you're going to high tea with the queen, obviously there is a way to dress. But in today's very, very modern world, you would be surprised the things I've seen. There are high net worth, you know, CEOs that will go after the city girl look because that's their vibe. But people would tell you that, oh no, these types only want blonde hair, skinny. Shout out to my blonde friends. Hey, hey, people, I love you all. This is just an example. But they will tell you, oh, this type of man only likes this type of girl. That's why I think sex work as a whole is really a gem for women. Like if more women would get behind sex work, they would see how beneficial it is. Because if you've never paywalled yourself and had guys pay to have access to you to see how much you're valued by men, you will be walking around this earth thinking you're not shit. You will be walking around this earth thinking you're ugly. Meanwhile, guys pay me to drink my champagne. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know, directly from the source. <laughs> and I think that's just the crazy part. Like this idea that you have to turn into or become or even the idea of hustling. Like you have to hustle these men. It's like, you can authentically be yourself and get what you want. Yeah, now, I've never liked that. You know, he might not look the way you want him. It might not, you know, happen in two days or a day. Yeah. But you can do it. It can take place. Da, 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 da. And I just really hated that in that community. And I just felt like we didn't have it there. Like we just didn't have those conversations going on and those self-esteem builders for the girls who you know, may not fit the typical idea of what you would think a sugar baby looks like or, you know, an escort looks like or a stripper looks like or a cam girl looks like. And, you know, it was before, initially when I started the platform, it was before the pandemic. So before OnlyFans was like really OnlyFanning. You know, a lot of girls had to come to the platform to get that confidence and get that what that word that they needed to go out and should get this money when they couldn't leave yeah. their house. So how did, how did you come up with your podcast name? Because <laughs> um, I think it's hilarious. What was I doing? Ringing in his pockets. Yeah, like what? <laughs> I don't even, I just remember that I said it to some friends and from there, that was it. I was just like, yeah, we're going to talk like, I remember pockets. saying it. I said it, and that was it. Like, I said it, I was like, yeah, run his pockets, sis. 
and, and that manifested was, into a podcast. Love it. That was Love where it, it was. That so was do you actually coach girls one-on-one or is it just your platform for them to come have a community? So I do do one-on-one coaching as a part of the Patreon. Now I'm about to change that shit. But <laughs> because I'm getting so busy. But well, I do. And I feel so bad. One of the girls, I was supposed to meet with her. But then my business number got changed and I've been traveling everything. Ma'am, if you hear this, I love you. And <laughs> send me a DM <laughs> so that we can link together. She's like, I mean, are you even checking your DMs? That's the problem. I'm She's trying. probably trying to reach you. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard, but y'all have oh. no idea. Oh, but geez. So I do. I do. It was really, really heavy at one time. Now it's kind of died down. But yes, I do. So who is your ideal client to help? Oh, a bitch that listens. My God. Like, <laughs> I feel like everyone says that in every industry. A bitch <laughs> that listens. I don't want to hear about what the homegirl that she was looking listening to before said. I don't give a fuck what you read. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like if you're coming to me and you want me to be your fairy god, whole mother, then listen to what the fuck I'm saying to you. Take what I'm saying to you and do it. Like, because clearly you're here and not with whoever the fuck that was for a reason. And so because of that, I need you to shut up and do exactly what I'm saying. And the girls, the girls for some reason just don't like to fucking listen. They don't want to listen. They want you to affirm some of their weird ass insecurities that they've gotten from some of these other girls. And I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So if you listen and you follow up, like that's why I love that young lady so much. She was stripping and that's another misconception about just mentoring at all. Like she was stripping. She had a boyfriend. She wanted to get engaged. And so she started to realize the relationship with the boy that she thought, this is it. This is going to be my husband. You know, this is, you know, bye. She started realizing, mm, I'm out here in the sex work game. I can get this money. These men are falling all over me. Da, 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 da. Am I really ready to put myself out to pasture? You know, for just him. And I could have told her that he wasn't it from day one because right. she was still stripping. But hey, that's right. a story she, for another day. <laughs> she said she allows her, but that was her love. Allows said, her yeah, my ass. Okay. Go, go ahead, get it. But we had a lot of thoughtful conversations about, you know, just how hard it is when you are in this life to turn it all away. You know, like how hard it is not to, I don't want to say not to chase the bag, but not to chase the cash, you know, like. I got money sitting on the table. Like, yeah, I love you, sir. But okay. You know what I mean? Like, I love you. But, you know, what is the, the thrill? I think he wanted her to stop stripping at one point. But the thrill of me yeah, going but was here, he able to support her? No. And that was another part. Okay. Of so problem. again, I could have been told her mm-hmm. that he wasn't it. Because it's actually not hard to walk away from all of this. If mm-hmm. the guy you're with is fully providing for you unless sometimes you have some other trauma that you need to work on. Sometimes it's not because like I explained to her sometimes, and I've talked to so many women about this, that rush. And it don't even have to be on the scale of like heavy escorting, heavy sugaring, whatever that men wanting to give you money for just being cute to sit in your presence and be around you. And that is a high. It's like, crap at some point like if you are so used to it 
like, and it gets into your system in that way, it's going to be very hard to just leave that alone. Even if you have the most perfect guy in the world, it's going to be hard to just walk away from that. It just kind of is. It's not bad, but it just is what it is. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity once again to reach out to Mr. Bezos. I assure you, if we got together, I will leave all of this behind. I promise. (laughs) I have no desire. (laughs) I will have no desire to be in. I will walk away from it all. You say that. Call me Mr. Mr. Bezos. Thank and Mr. You. Bezos is like, nah, I'm, gonna, I'm stingy as fuck. He's definitely not stingy. There's no, girl. ain't no way. Ain't no girl. way. Girl. Ain't no, how you have more money than God and you're stingy? That just doesn't make any sense. Why would that be stingy? That don't make no damn sense. We've talked about that a lot. Like me and her have a lot of conversations about that. And so it's just like, again, like perspective on your vanilla relationships in relationship to the work that you do out here in the sex world, like, because some people think that they're all alone with those feelings of like, damn, shit, I can't walk away from this. Or I love this person. I want to be with my boo or whatever. But I can't walk away from this. Am I the only girl who's ever felt this way? And you're really not. Definitely not. But then again, you're still with the wrong dude. But that's a story for another day. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) how do you feel about dating apps? They're gifts and a curse. I mean, oh, back in my girl. day, <laughs> there was, I mean, Seeking was still, it wasn't an app at that time. It was just the website, but. It's not even an app now because it's, it's related to sex work. They kicked it off the platform. And, but, you know, we didn't have the newfangled things that the girls got these days. No Tinder, no Bumble, no none of that. I think apps are good if you know, I don't say if you know what the fuck you're doing, but I always use apps in a very interesting way. So there's tears to it. So if you're on like Plenty of Fish, okay, Cupid, That's oh still God. around? Oh, yes, girl, unfortunately. Oh, uh, my. <laughs> but if you're using those, you need to just be using those to like, if you've never done anything like this, you need to use those for practice. You need to go yeah, on there yeah, yeah. and go on there and talk to men and, and set your boundaries and set your standards and get mm. used to a man berating you, telling you no, calling you ugly, telling you you're not even that cute. I'm not like, because, oh, they get active on there. The prisoners, oh, they get active oh on my. those platforms. Those men on there are. I mean, it was in Lady Gaga's mm. video and she was in prison. So I guess that makes listen, sense. Listen, <laughs> she was telling us a story. Oh, uh, like, The men on there get really active. They get really mean. And if you're not used to rejection or a man saying no, if you're not used to asking for things or positioning yourself or propositioning yourself to a man in a certain way or stating your requirement of when they ask you, so what are you looking for? Then get your ass on one of these weird apps where you're not ever going to meet these men and try it out. And then when you've perfected your craft a little bit more and you've gotten a little bit more comfortable and you've gotten your bio to say and read how you want, Take your ass to the bigger app. Take your ass to the Tinders and the Bumbles and the whatever the other and ones also, are. And also, if you can, strip for practice. It's a crash course. It's a lot faster. Right. Like, get your ass <laughs> and go to an amateur. Go to, night. like, a hole-in-the-wall strip club, like, where nobody knows you or something if, mm-hmm. if you're afraid of yeah, getting we discovered. Would. Dating apps can be great, but, you know, you really... 
you also I think a lot of people feel like you don't have to vet or do certain things because oh but you do and you definitely do like even if it's not to the same extreme you definitely need to be running some you know miss the numbers you need to be googling some names you need mm-hmm. you need to be looking at some property records you need, you need, yeah, to, be doing you need to be things. vetting these people for sure i mean obviously being a hoe teaches you how to screen but as a vanilla person probably just get my book how to get started as an escort but just read the part about screening because yeah you can't be out in these streets because there's just too many crazy people out there mm-hmm. you know? on the apps hiding in plain sight yeah because they know that they can have all the balls in the world on apps they will never say half the shit that they say to you in person if you were talking to them face to face matter of fact you could probably take their wallets from them if you were talking to them face to face well that's a story for another day I personally use the apps as supplemental. I don't even have time, man. Like, so half the time I wouldn't respond for a couple of days, which I guess is a good thing. Cause you know, when I do okay, respond, I respond for a couple of months and then be like, Hey, remember? Right. Like, Hey, just checking in <laughs> to see if you're still thirsty. <laughs> right. I've had a few, I've lost a few good ones that I'm like, God damn. And you got to go back It loads in 24 hours. Ugh. And then you also have to know how to use the apps because they are cracking down on us gals on there. And you got to know. Yeah, what you, you definitely need to know how to talk. You can't be asking mm-hmm. for hourly money from. What's your rate? No, shut up. Or how much can you shut up, Especially girl? Especially if you're on regular schmegular vanilla sites. Exactly. But a lot of girls don't know that they go to TikTok and. Some girls say, I'm in a man on TikTok. And so you think you can go on Tinder and just proposition yourself like that, end up getting banned. I mean, and, and then, there are several profiles of guys that obviously keep getting it done to them. And they'll be like, if you're looking for me to pay you, don't swipe, swipe exactly. left. If you're looking for a sugar daddy, swipe left. I am not, not your ATM. Right. You're not going <laughs> to go on there doing that. Like, that's the realization of a lot of the girls. Oh, my goodness. Like, you're not the only girl doing it. That's why you girls that want to script yourself to death and sound like a fucking agent. Oh, my God. Those fucking scripts. Please. No. I can't tell you how many times girls come to me wanting me to give them a script. And I'm just like. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing it. Like you. Every person is different. Every vibe is different. What if I tell you, oh, when you sit down, turn to the guy and say, good morning. But it's actually evening. So what, you're going to fucking say good morning? Yes, they are. That's dumb. <laughs> but and that's lazy. It's lazy because you're not even taking, I feel like when you get into any kind of sex work or even dating, like you need to take it as an opportunity to learn yourself as well. Oh because, my God, yes. Because a lot of people are not like, learn what works for you. Learn what your personal voice sounds like when you're asking a man for money. Learn what you're looking for sounds like coming out of your mouth. Like, yeah, you can ask somebody, hey, This is what I've been saying. I don't really think it's been working. Can you help me? Sure. But just copying and pasting is the reason why these men, these men talk, first of all. And second Mm -hmm. of all, these men have heard it before. Like copy and pasting something you got from Tumblr or you know Reddit or whatever is not going to fare the way you think it's going to. I just discovered there's a whole other world on Reddit. Oh, jeez. I'm like, I, I'm not ready to dive down that rabbit hole, but I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. Best men on Reddit who be pretending like they're as 
PTSD oh, telling oh girls. Oh my God. Be grateful. Yeah, I've, I've seen some screenshots of guys saying how they go on seeking to get the $200 girls because they're young and they actually need the help and they get to fuck them raw. And I'm just like, wow. Uh, yeah, and then there's, you need to be grateful for that. Da, 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 because not every SD is a millionaire. And da, 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 da. then you're not, by definition, <laughs> an SD. Well, you don't have to be a millionaire, but you have to be generous and not give $200 to right, to exactly. spend a night but with look, you. Jeff like, come on. Jeffrey Epstein was giving him hoes two hundred. Oh my God! You know what? Of all, I mean, yes, he was a heinous, heinous man, and I'm glad he's done. But one of the things that galled me about Epstein is how much he paid those fucking girls. And I'm like, really, motherfucker? Even his main bitch, quote unquote. I'm like, really? You, you, you couldn't splurge a little bit more with your That's rich That's why you're with uh, signaling Jeff Bezos. I'm telling well, you. No, no, I don't I don't think Epson and Bezos are the same. Stop <laughs> speaking that into existence. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> and that's why he has $500 million sitting in a trust that no one can touch. Did you take it with you, Mr. Epstein? Did you? Did you take it with you? No one that's can touch the trust now. $200. 200 uh, things. That was and just those, disgusting. But those men be like, yeah, $200 can put gas in your tank from letting me fuck ya. And it's like, girl, <sighs> you don't get the hell on. I mean, if you are dating a real person, because that's why they go after the college people that are still living with their parents, because then they don't have real bills. Right. You know, so they're happy to get the little $200 because their parents are probably paying for everything anyway. Like, I had to break it down to a girl. I think I want to read. I was like, survival sex work. Like, that's what you're talking that is, about. Yeah, that's another one, too. The girls that really need the money desperately, which is why I always tell girls, like, do not be desperate when you yeah, go on freestyle. Uh, they will smell that shit on you and, and you pray will on you. Weird shit just to get weird shit. Like, you'll accept the stupidest stuff in moments of desperation. That's why I ask everyone who signs up to my Patreon or wants to work with me, are you financially secure? Where are you money-wise? Because if you're like, I'm down to my last $2, my mom, this is not the right thing for no, you. No, because you're going to get into some very <laughs> dangerous situations if you're not careful. It never fails. If you're in a bad spot and you're thinking that it's going to be quick money and a quick fix, you're quickly setting yourself up to be fucked over. And those men are banking on you doing that. Sad world. But you know, they're going to um, hound me if I don't ask you this question. <laughs> what is the best method to meet wealthy men? Oh, my God. Go outside. <laughs> Go outside. Take your ass outside. We outside. Exist. Enjoy your life. Like I think that's the best thing. A lot of women that are flocking to the sugar world, to sex work. Well, mostly the sugar world because sex workers already know they're going to get paid for their time. But. I think a lot of girls that flock to the sugar world don't have it yet. So they feel like they're limited in what they can do outside. <laughs> I've had girls like be like, just for like profile stuff, I'll be like, the profiles on some of these places should reflect the life that you want, not necessarily the life that you have. Or it should be hyper-focused onto something that is attractive. So yeah, you may not be rich. You may not have a whole bunch of money. Like I had one girl tell me, I'm really into fitness and working out and da 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 da. I'm like, okay, you live in California. Do you have pictures of you in like 
your really cute your workout gear, right? Going <laughs> that big fucking hill, looking cute. You as now, that's nice. Yoga, like they have some doing, great views in LA, right? So. Like you living a very high active, fresh, like cute life that some man is gonna look at, and you can say, well, listen, you can't take me away from my hourly daily hike to go to dinner with you if you're not going to be willing to compensate me for that you know or a man who's looking for a fit gal it doesn't have to be all champagne and caviar and and jet and uh louis vuitton and it don't have to be all that be authentically yourself like you enjoy traveling even if it's local travel if you enjoy traveling make that a part of your identity when you're going out Meet men when you go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Meet men when you go to Vuv Creco Polo thing in New York. Meet okay, men. Look you at go, you name like, dropping the events. Like, All right. Meet, did you hear that, guys? <laughs> meet men when you're out living your life. On a small level, meet men at the grocery store, the good one though. Meet them <laughs> yeah. at the home. Meet them even at the Kroger, possibly. And late night. The one that's by the place and meet them at the conference. And, and, okay, here's here's a little tip I will give now that you brought up the grocery store. Just go to the ones in the rich neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, yeah, that's the easiest thing to do. Like you know, and, and test it at different times. It's you are gonna have to put in some work since you don't have money like that. You're going to have to go at different times and test it at different times. Just make that your normal grocery store because so then it doesn't feel like a chore. It's not grocery. Let's say you're going to Whole Foods in a nice near area. They have the little food thing there where you can like get food. Like go get those men who just came from their good old, you know, late night whatever business something and just want to come in and get something keto friendly. She's they're going to be there. <laughs> They're going to be there. We can tell who's on a diet. They're going to be there. It's not like an effort of you having to. Now, if you have to drive like a million miles to the thing, then, you know, whatever. You know, go to the. I don't know. I feel like affluent areas always borderline what they would call the hood. They always do. So you're not, you don't, you won't need to drive far. And even if you find the nice neighborhoods. And even if you do, make it like a one week thing. Like make it I'm gonna go to Whole Foods. I'm gonna go to Whole Foods on I got some time today. I got off work early or da 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 my schedule out. I'm gonna go to Whole Foods, grab me this and you know, try and strike up a conversation or oh, I'm gonna go to the like you can really this should be on I mean, I think it is on the Patreon, but Go to on Eventbrite. Get your ass on Eventbrite and see what the hell is happening in your city. Right now, I know in Houston, they're about to have Puptopia. Take your ass out there and see who got a $4,000 dog and strike up a conversation. Like, come on, like, live your life authentically. Men, getting the man shouldn't be the center of your universe. It shouldn't. Living your life should be the center of your universe. And these men that come along with it, that's why you always hear, like the old, you know, old women be like, yeah, I had this one man. Yeah, She was out here living and that man just happened to pop up. And so that's what you need to do instead of like, where do I find them? Where do they reside? I no, don't think no. this question is ever going to go away. Where do you reside? Where do they find you? But Miss Swat just gave you guys a tip. Eventbrite. Look up what's going on near you. Try to do things locally. Like, well, I would advise that you try to be as close to money as possible in everything that you do. That's just how I live my life. Because then 
it's part of your life and it doesn't feel like a chore. You're already living there or living close there. And you're already running errands in these places. And it doesn't and, feel like a treat to where you, exactly. you act weird when it comes. Mm-hmm. You would be surprised how much you can accomplish if you just map out your shit. Get your journal out and be like, all right, I'm going to go to this restaurant. Like, map it out. When your shit is planned out and you don't have to think that hard, it becomes less overwhelming and it just flows. But you should also try to put money aside to experience some lux things on your own, just so you can get the feeling of what it feels like to be in that world. Because there are some girls that literally think getting a mani-pedi is something, you know, yeah, a lot of us do it. Because I know a lot of girls that center the nice, expensive stuff that it can only come from a man or it can only come from dating a man or being with the man. So their eagerness to be with the man in order to get those yeah. things will overshadow everything. And it's like, no, you and your homegirls, go out, go out to a nice restaurant one time, like go out, you know, have a girl's dinner, da, 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 like live your life. authentically. I, I was friends briefly, very briefly with this would be dating coach. <laughs> I'll tell you who it is off air because I'm not trying to be messy, but. I thought I was meeting a friend, you know, like somebody on my level, because she was supposedly this hypergamous, spoiled girlfriend. And it turns out, like every day, she would message me about different profiles on Bumble and Hinge on this. What do you think about this guy? What do you I feel like she was using me for my expertise. I'm like, aren't you the dating coach? And then all our things that we did was always centered around meeting somebody. Like some guy, I was, okay, let's say me and you plan to go to dinner. And all of a sudden, some dude shows up. I thought we were hanging out. Listen, I don't sit at a table with men who don't pay. <laughs> it's, it's not even the paying part. Of course he's going to pay because that's what, that's what men do. It's the fact How many that... girls will invite a man and be like, this my friend? Oh, hell no. No, no. We, we don't do that. No, but of course he's going to pay. But my thing is, first of all, you didn't let me know. Second of all, does everything we do have to, have to involve you know, revolve me. around your dating life? Like, like we're both single women... And we can, you know, move and shake together. But like, can't you just go on your dates on your own? Like, why do you have to? Why do I have to be involved? Because she wants me to be there to read him for her. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not going to work. I mean, it, listen, the girls. Who, <laughs> this is I, not going to work. Listen, you ain't like. Unfortunately, a lot of the girls in the community are like that because everything has to revolve around meeting a man, getting the man to do this. Getting to pay because they either can't or don't feel comfortable. Doing oh no! When when I met her, I realized how broke she was. I mean, online she's showing that he's paying for stuff for her every day, but she literally had to ask for two hundred dollar increments here and there. Oh, I'm going to get my nails done. He'll send her money. Oh, I'm going to do so. It was like nickel and diming. It just wasn't, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't giving. It wasn't generosity that it was. Yeah, it wasn't giving what literally it was supposed to give. <laughs> it, it never, it never is. Because uh, if, but because I was disappointed. Honest, because if people are being honest, that is a very large experience of that. You know, it's not always going to be the whale. And the girls be so fucking embarrassed to talk about the niggas that they have to ask for $200 equipments from or that they had to do certain things that they're lying, saying they didn't have to do in order to get no, 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 no. It's a facade in the front and it pulls back away from that point of just 
be your fucking self. Let the men come to you. If it's the right fit, it's the right fit. If exactly. it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. Move on. And that but whole increment on. thing, that's Findom. Mm. <laughs> that's literally what doms do. They get little bits of money from all their pay pigs or, you know, guys that want to give them money and it adds up. And I have no problem with that. But then when you're living this, actually, my main problem was the fact that she was trying to use me to judge her guys and I wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even having a good time. Like, no. And another thing that galls me are the girls that are like, how do I get a sugar daddy without giving sugar? Ah! Like, there's so much to break down there. And I be, so, and I tell them, like, look, platonic exists. I personally have a platonic. He's good for what he's good for. Uh, I think it's been, like, two, three years. Like, he's good for what he's good for, but that's about it. But there's nothing you can do. There's no place you can go. There's no term you can say. There's no magic conch. There's nothing that's going to make you more likely to run into a platonic than not. If you're engaging in any type of sex work, the main word is sex. So whether it's sex appeal, sex, whatever, you're exchanging sex, something that deals with sex, even if it's not the physical act. So if you think that you can get away with sugar and without sugar, you need to go do something else. I feel like they also probably need to look within and figure out why sex turns them off so much. Because it's like, okay, let's say you did find someone that gave you whatever you wanted without you giving up sugar. You're still going to need to fuck. Or are you just going to be, you know, celibate and asexual for the rest of your life? Exactly. (laughs) That's what goes me. It's like, okay, so... Your whole but thing on that superficial stuff. Oh, he's cute. He's young. Exactly. And then they, those are the guys that abuse them and the narcissists that everybody keeps complaining about. Those are the ones that gaslight them. They're literally giving you trauma and heartbreak, but you rather fuck them instead of the guy that's actually giving you what you want. That makes no sense to me. I can't but wrap I'm my head around it. And I looks attractive. It, but- if you have a certain attraction, then you have a certain attraction. I'm not going to knock you for your attraction, but don't come mm-hmm. to me. Don't come to me talking about, why can't I find SD? Why can't you not waiting for me? And so you have a bomb at his spot. <laughs> right. And your pool is, you know, Hispanic men from the ages of 19 to 35. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, like Basically children. Saying? Right. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Can you find a sugar daddy? Maybe, girl. Is it likely? And no. Trust me, the 35-year-old guys that are, because I don't know about no 19-year-old, but hey, maybe a gamer. And if you, you know, catch them young enough, yeah, boy. if you catch them young enough, maybe. Not the trust fund. You're going to be, you're going to be um, gatekept out of that whole thing by his family. Stay away from the young trust fund guys, unless you're also a trust fund person. But like the young, the young ones that are like the Twitch guys and the gamer guys, if you catch them young enough, you might be able to, you know, mold them into what you need them or to be. Or one of those podcasters, I heard they pay. Yeah, <laughs> like you might be able to mold them and get into their head because they're still young and malleable. However, you probably don't even have that skill if you're asking for help. So it's like the 35-year-old guy that has a lot of money 
he's oh god have you have you talked to a 35 year old that thinks he's successful like they're so full of themselves and so proud about the little bit of money that and they make. Trying, and, and they will do everything to keep you away from their money so that they can continue. And to, to talk down them. to you so you never surpass them. Like, is that really the life you want to live? I don't know. I don't know. I've always preferred older men since I was fucking 18. So I don't think that's ever going to change. Maybe when I'm like in my 80s or something, because then there will be nobody older. <laughs> Then I'm gonna have to. Then I'm gonna have to Benjamin Button my way back. Right. You can always go to to funerals and pick off. You know. (laughs) My goodness. Oh my god. Right. You know, there's a book that tells you to go um, look in the obituary for the wealthy people and see whose wife died. Like, damn, these people are like that ruthless. Ain't a bad idea. A win is a win. <laughs> a win, a win is, is a win. win. But I'm like, damn. Or they tell you to go to AA in rich areas. See, you. Listen. <laughs> I thought listen. about it, but I was you like, do I really want an alcoholic? That's a whole other game you play. Oh, right girl, I, I'm I'm in a different playing field. Like that's why when people are like, where can I meet rich? I'm like, I think differently. I'm not. One time on a live, I told the girls to go to like when the Republican National Convention be coming to town and take your ass up in there and act a plum fool. Get you your Blacks for Trump's hat on, girl, and you better go tell them, get them conservative men to give you their money for thinking that you don't get on camera, though. (laughs) Avoid all cameras, you know, no face, no case. (laughs) tell them your sob story as a a negress republican who was just Mm -hmm. looking for girl listen i had it all i had it all locked up Mm -mm -mm. yeah but if you're gonna do the aa thing just you know know how to deal with drug users (laughs) i live in miami so (laughs) listen what you do is you get them to get you a life insurance policy best way to get it when the people have them for live fun, die fast lifestyles, mm-hmm. you need a life insurance policy to mm. make sure you can get, because that operates outside of someone's will. So regardless of how many kids he got, regardless of if he's still married, regardless of whatever, if you are the beneficiary, you're going to get paid in the shade. You're going to get paid. <laughs> I mean, there are stories of how guys remarried but forgot to change the beneficiary. And when they died, their first wife got the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right outside of the will. So, yeah, that's another one. So but yeah, so now you guys just got some tips. Listen, <laughs> Places to meet rich men. They're everywhere. I promise you, you just have to figure out what you're into and try to see if there's a rich person that might be into it and start planning that way. Mm-hmm. You said if you're into running... 10Ks. <laughs> right, because I hate the men on the dating apps. I must uh, be athletic. Girl, if if I see a guy shirtless or doing some, you know, high sports thing, immediately swipe left. Immediately, immediately delete. Because I don't, I don't want... I don't need you to be out working me. Like, no. <laughs> right. You're I'm doing not too much. You're too vain. That means you care too much about how you look. And I don't know if I want that type of person. I want you to care about your health, but I don't need you to be anal about it. Immediately, no. Get away. Immediately, I immediately, no. Immediately, no. Get away. <laughs> immediately, no. Or the ones that are like, 
you know, surfing or doing like some extreme sports like uh, CrossFit. Yeah. Parkour. Parkour. Ew, immediately, no, immediately, no. But anyways, so what would you say the biggest mistake you made in your dating life was? (sighs) I would have to say, I feel like I've lost a lot of bags of my temper because Uh, men are annoying. I don't necessarily always have patience for how annoying they can be. And so I've lost a few bags by telling the man off. And I not, mean, if it's any not. consolation, whatever you lose was only prepping you for something else. Exactly. And it was and never it's, yours it's, to have. So. And something that I had to be like, okay, we're going to have to not curse them out. when <laughs> You know, we're going to have to yeah. not. I mean, you know, oh, as time out. goes on, I feel like in general, you know, if you're a normal person, most people do learn to be a little bit more patient. Because I definitely, when I was in college, I if, <laughs> I was not, I mean, I still, you know, knew how to finesse my words. Like I had the gift of gab and whatever, but I definitely was not a patient person when it came to my own personal stuff. As time has gone on, I have to pat myself on the back because now I'm just like, hey, whatever, you know, it's going to happen. Feel, that's one of the biggest lessons that I feel like I learned just, and I'm still learning it because. And my ability to want to cousin a guy off of doing something stupid or saying something stupid or coming at me wrong or whatever is on high. It's a Scorpio in me. So I just, that's the one thing that I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes on, not being able to control my temper or mitigate my temper in a way that is beneficial. Like it's been more reactionary than it was anything. Yeah. So yeah, definitely controlling your emotions. They say that for everything, like in business you know, in life. Have you read the 48 Laws of Power? You should read that book. You're going to love it. Although I don't know, giving it to you might be dangerous. <laughs> Your ass will go like take the rules and use it. Oh, whatever. Go read the book. I think it's a great book. Throughout this whole life of sugaring and the bowl and whatever, aside from your mom, did you have any mentors or did you just kind of figure it out on your own? No. I didn't. I Like I said, I tried to link with Amani to see what that was about, but mm-mm, that wasn't going to work. I just felt like I trusted myself more than anything because even when, when I had left the bowl for a while and then said, okay, I'm going to get back and do this because I felt like it was just a part of me. I just navigated it myself, but I did. I am going to say this. I got back on Reddit and I joined a little group of fellow black sugar hoes it really was a great community um it really is i still talk to them now one of them some of my followers might have seen it i went to her baby shower the person who runs the group she's currently pregnant but she had a group and it was just for black you know sex worker girls for us to connect and kind of talk and it still runs now, but we've become so close that we go on trips together. We've done things together. That really helped me because it can be really lonely out here, especially to find authentic women to connect with who understand the ups, the downs, the ins and outs, the pick me up, the taking a break, the no judgment, the, you know, all of that. And so while I wouldn't consider them mentors, Maybe I should, because I feel like we all mentored each other in the group. And we all do. 
when new girls join, you know, we do or we have, I don't think any new people have joined because it's been kind of wild, but um, we do kind of ask them things about themselves and give our own personal advice from our own personal experience and be like, no, he's broke girl or, you know, whatever, just to kind of be like a sisterhood. So shout out to those girls and Bree and Hanine and Cassie and all the girls. Shout out to you guys. Okay, you've definitely convinced me to get on Reddit now because it seems like there's even some doms that say that they find people on there. Oh, yeah, they have whole, like... That's why I was like, damn, that's a rabbit hole. Do I The girls really want to go in? Everything on there, girl. Send me some links later, you know, whenever you get a chance. Because I, I, maybe I'll, I'll dip my toe in it or something. This group, or, you know, just in general, how do you feel about escorts versus quote-unquote sugar babies? Because there always seems to be some kind of line drawn between the sugar babies who think that they're better than escorts because they're not hoes. And it's this ongoing battle really between themselves because escorts don't really care but (laughs) but there are girls okay for example I was um watching something on TikTok and some girl talked about she's actually based here in Miami I guess TikTok kind of sends you people that are in your area but some girl posted about freestyling at the Biltmore Hotel which is a really nice hotel in Coral Gables and how she met a guy and they went to dinner, blah, blah. And some other girls commented on there it saying, oh, so this is basically what escorts do. You know, what's the difference? And she was like, well, I'm not an escort and went into her whole little spiel. And I just want to know what your take is on that whole escorts versus sugar baby thing. I think it's really stupid because anybody who knows, I think if you really know sex work, you really know Oh shit, you know that, you know, right. <laughs> right. Like, how you get it? You know, like, I have a friend who started out, you know, sugaring, but the money wasn't quick enough. The money wasn't fast enough. And that's her main source of income. She wants a medical school. And so, you know, the money is the motivation and sugaring is cool or whatever, but a li- she needed something that was a little bit more transactional, a little than what sugar was giving. So she started escorting and it's been lucrative for her, but that doesn't change, you know, the fact that at one point she was a a sugar baby and she was using, I feel like it's just levels to it. Like I always say you start off with like vanilla, then sugary vanilla, then sugar baby, then other little sex work, then escorting, and then like full on, you know, street walking, you know, like three or four type life. So like, it's just kind of like a, not even a hierarchy, like a, like a scale. How transactional do you want to be in your experience? And the more transactional, I don't want to say the more guaranteed the money, but the more that the money is the motivation. If you're having the idea that you want to possibly pretty woman this man, like, no, nah, you may not want to, you know, go straight escort route. But although oh, no, he can, did pick her up on Rodeo Drive, I mean, uh, Crunch. What what boulevard did she get picked I up have on? No idea. <laughs> I don't know about who that's that was. Saying. Yet another unrealistic movie. Although it's one of my favorite movies. But people time. love to think that they're gonna be whisked off to the St. Regis by you know Daddy Morebucks, and it's like while it can happen, 
Like you just have to be just, I don't want to say more realistic, but just more real about it. There really shouldn't be a thing because there's one girl who loves to pretend like she's a spoiled girlfriend and has a whole oh, Lord. I feel profile. like I know who you're talking about and right. we can talk about her off air because I, right. again, I don't want to be messy. You already brought right. up Imani. Right. <laughs> as a whole know, ooh, we name dropping. What? Ooh. Listen, has a whole extra profile. I have seen then- people comment on her shit trying to dox her. Which I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. I think the doxing part isn't. That can definitely get her hemmed up. But I also think it's really fucked up that you're trying to sell this idea that you're not selling pussy as a way to get <laughs> what you got. Like, Say it again. She's not what? Selling pussy. Like, that's what she's doing. And like. Oh my like, girl, like that's what you're doing. Like, I, I listen, that's what you're doing. You might also be a spoiled girlfriend at times. There may be an element of spoiled girlfriend, but you are selling pussy. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like as sex workers, there should not be a stigma between one level of sex work or the other. Because if we're perpetuating that within our own community, then what are the square holes going to do? The world is already against us. Like, right. So why are you sitting here trying to make it seem like da 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 da? No, da 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 da. You sell pussy. That's it. <laughs> At the end of the discussion, the the door is closed. The lights have come down. <laughs> like that's it. Like, but don't be trying to sell these young, very impressionable, very stupid women who don't know what the fuck is up, what the fuck is down. That all you do is go out here, be skinny take beautiful photos and men just throw money at you. That's not what's happening. You post ads, you have a Amazon wish list. You have to market yourself. You You have all these things out here, your prices for overnight. Like, come on, girl, like, what's tea? Well, you know, well, not what's tea. We know what's tea. So just step into that. And if you think it's such a bad idea or such a bad thing, there are so many sex worker girls who have public pages and personas that aren't as overt about the sex work and the the sex life that they have. But the problem is you can't sell that. You can't sell that to a bitch. You can't sell, oh, look at me. Like you can't sell that. You have to show, you know, your spoiled girlfriend aspect so that you can sell it to the girls. I'm too private for that. Like I just, I feel like social media is a blessing and a curse because Now I'm just like, are these girls even making that much money off whatever bullshit they're selling? So they're basically just doing it so they can position themselves as somebody on social media Mm -hmm. so you can get admiration from strangers. Now, Sweet Lee, she posted her, what, 15,000 this month that she made off of selling her course. Love the girl. Sweet Lee. Sweet to elite. Sweet to elite. Because she was just on some podcast on YouTube. I don't know how it came up on my thing, but you know, it's YouTube. She was just on Twitter being made fun of. And then she moved over. (laughs) She moved over. But that irks me too. Like, why are you showing your... I don't... I don't know. Business people are weird. Like, why are you showing her sales? Her platform is very much about, you know, getting the girls to start a business through their souterres. I mean, I get that part, but why is she showing us her sales? I guess to show you how successful she's been in helping other women 
to successfully. <laughs> I mean, it's called testimonials. It's called other things. Like, I don't know. I just find that very something interesting. And then she, she has her course of how to walk into a room, how to sit, what to wear, where to go. You know, and obviously the girls, that's what they're all looking the for. Girls blueprint. The girls dig it. Her, Anna B. Oh, God. I've heard so many terrible things. Why are we name dropping out here? Why are you trying to make this a messy podcast? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying messy. Messy, just messy. The girls are doing what the girls are doing. Oh, my God. The I can't. What the girls are doing. I just seize it. But oh, I mean, literally, everybody has their things, everyone has their stuff. I just feel like we all just need to be really honest. And I feel like a level of honesty is just missing in a lot of it with everybody to just be like, listen, we're hoes, we sell pussy, we sell it in different ways, in different stages and different, you know, whatever. But we all selling pussy and nobody is above anyone else in this pussy selling game. It's just pussy being sold. It's just pussy on whatever and move on because the infighting and the in bickering and like the bottle girls versus the girl, shut up. Like whatever, you know, like you're sitting here in lingerie. I'm sitting here in lingerie. I'm spinning around a pole. You spin around a bottle. It's the same thing, different day. So it all boils down to people having a problem with sex itself. And I feel like that's a very personal thing that you probably need to look within to find out why you're so disgusted by such a natural thing. Why you think having sex is just so terrible that it has to be free or you're just a demon. Or not even just that, but having sex with a certain type of man. Like, why he got to look like Idris Elba? I mean, if he does, that's just what he but does. But that's the thing. Would they charge Idris Elba? No. That's what I'm saying. It's free. It's like they feel like if it's not free and you're charging for there's something wrong with paid sex, which I'm like, it's the same fucking sex. It's probably better sex. Let's, let's just go ahead and be honest. Let's go ahead and be honest. If we're going to be really honest, most civilian sex is basic as fuck. There's a reason why we exist. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're going to jump off that train because we could like go on and on forever. Mm -hmm. Of course, I also have to ask you this one or they will yell at me. <laughs> Can you tell the ladies the steps to follow in order to ask for financial gifts from their sugar daddies, the men? <laughs> You can try all the weirdo shit. Like, you want to be out here being like, Sir, my good sir, I have come upon to Fortnite in which I found myself in a befuddle. And I require financial and monetary... Like, if you want to sit here and, and talk like a 19th century maid, go ahead. But it's more situational than it is how you ask. Of course, you have to be nice and personable. You don't even always have to be that because there's a lot of girls telling me, just shut up and give me your wallet and they're getting money. But it's more about just situational, like putting yourself in situations where shopping trick of, you know, oh, you know, oh, what are you doing today? Insert reason to ask for money. Oh, where are you coming from? <laughs> like, insert reason to ask for money. 
oh, it's situational. Oh, you know, so what are you getting into after dinner? Insert reason I ask for money. <laughs> like there's so many times in which you're situationally around men in which you need or want money. So because of that, you should be able to just position yourself to ask for it. Like, yeah, you know, my car, I got to get my car fixed. I need my oil changed. You want to help? You want to contribute? You want to make me happy? Like, oh, I'm getting my nails done. I want to pick the color. Okay, well, you know, since you pick the color, you got to pay for them. Like, there's so many ways in which to just position yourself in the everyday things that you do to ask. And have your man, your nail man, your, yeah. your mood man, your, your this man, your, your dinner man, your hair man. Your feet, like have your little team your of men man, who are your mortgage yeah. man, your partner, yes, man, your have them all until so you, find... you find one that can provide everything. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what escorts are. We basically just have a bunch of dudes that give us money to afford our lifestyle. So mm-hmm. if you're not going to be an escort, then you're going to have to treat the real world just like that. Only it's not going to be a business that you market yourself. You're just going to have to do it a different way. But the goal is to get to a point where you can literally just ask for money and you don't have to play any of these games. I mean, maybe in the beginning, you know, you're you're dating, you're getting your feel. But the goal is if you get to a point where you're still having to jump through hoops to ask for money, that guy doesn't like you. And he you should probably and move he doesn't on want to give you his money. Yeah. That means he's not generous. Yeah, you, you should probably just move on. If you're having to pull teeth and come up with different stories, Like, I'll give an example. I have this one guy that I threw away (laughs) because I was busy. And then the pandemic happened. I was like, oh, hey, big head. And we started seeing each other again. And in the beginning, I, you know, came up with reasons for why I needed money. I mean, he knew he had to give me money, but I had to lower my rent or whatever, you know. But now I don't even have to ask. Like, we just know that if I'm hanging out with you, I'm going to get money. And this is not a client. This is a guy that I met freestyling. Mm-hmm. I have a few of them like that in my pocket in addition to my clients. But they just know at a certain point, money. <laughs> Let that be a somewhat of a goal. Like it shouldn't always be like this whole thing about how to ask. Because that's a very popular question. On the Patreon, I have a, a voice kind of note before I started the podcast about the issues that women and femmes have with asking and where that internalized fear of asking and rejection around asking comes from. Great. Listen, one of my best pieces. If you yes, guys we are definitely going to put your Patreon link in the show notes and all your links to everything in the show notes as well. So definitely send that to me. But what is your Patreon? Patreon.com slash run his pockets. Okay. Very easy. <laughs> very easy. So we talked about this briefly when we were chatting on IG. What are some tricks and schemes men use to get out of paying that the ladies need to watch out for? <laughs> the main one is like, oh, well, if I pay for that, then can you pay for this? Ooh, really? It's, oh, well, if I cover this, will you cover that? Oh, no. Or I covered this before or I paid you for that. Would you mind covering this or would you oh, mind paying heavens, for that? Oh, no. Who are these people? (laughs) Or they'll be like, oh, the credit card one, the prepaid credit card. Don't do that, ladies. Like, please don't let no man give you a prepaid credit card. You know, like a little rush card, a little card. 
don't oh, yeah, we, some man. girls use it to collect deposits. Right. Like, don't do that because, well, if you're going to do it for like a one-time thing, sure. But a long-term thing to where you provided your service to him and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get up and load the card. Uh-uh. No, no. Uh-uh. Money up front. That's Money the up front. Of the game. Even if you have a little <laughs> card and don't let him play, you'd be like, but I gave you a credit card. It's not a credit card. It's a card that you upload money onto because I've known too many girls who had to run behind a man talking about, yeah, I put the money on there. I don't, I don't know why it's not showing up. You're lying. You're playing games. Give me my money or I'm going to give me. We have Zelle now. We have ways that money can immediately be in your bank. We also have cold, hard cash. Have you seen the show P-Valley? Remember when Mercedes didn't get her money up front and then the guy got mad that he was, she was fucking the wife and then took the money. That pissed me off. I did not see all the You didn't? Oh, spoiler alert. I just think it ended. I was like, really, bitch? Like, you're a stripper. You should know better. But, but I guess she's not too such a connection that she Sure. No, but the, the money was there. She just didn't put it in her bag. So he had enough time to go take it back. <laughs> like, really? No, no, no. Get your money out front, ladies. So he can't come back and snatch it from you. Are there any other tricks and schemes or is there's your What's main two? Just like, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you later. Or are you open to that? Oh, we can discuss it more when da 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 Like, no, don't push me off. I've asked you a direct question. A lot of times these guys really do bank on you being a pushover. Yeah, being nice, being not wanting to be confrontational. Not being firm, not being like they bank on that. They're banking on you trying to nice your way out of the situation or into the situation. So, like, you need to be very firm with, like, if he's being elusive or evasive about what's being said, you need to be like, all right, so it's either a yes or a no. It's a maybe is a no. And if you can't get a direct answer out of him, throw him back in the water. <laughs> I'm a very firm believer in throwing things away that don't serve you. Rather no. than contort yourself and overthinking, why is he doing Just throw him away. Throw him away and get another one. Because <laughs> a maybe is a no. Like, I want yeah. you to understand that a maybe is a no. There's no reason why he should not know. A maybe is a no. Take it as a no and take your ass on somewhere <laughs> like yeah that's, move that's on to somebody that will say yes flat out yes not even in your stable even if you gotta negotiate because some men will come back some men will say oh, they no, always come back, come back. <laughs> they always so come back don't think that just because you had to free that one he gonna always be free no they always come back the question is what are you gonna do or what do they need to do for you to take them back that's when you negotiate and do all that shit. But they always come back because they're hoping that you're more desperate now. Or they're more desperate now. Oh, they're definitely more desperate, but they're hoping you are. So that way you don't see their desperation. But it's a trick. Don't fall for it. <laughs> don't do it, sis. Any more tricks, sir? I think that's really the big one with the we'll yeah. see how we connect. And then if we all. No, yeah. you're not getting me on my bed. You're not getting me in my makeup. You're not getting me in my stuff for that. Like. Exactly. It's like, and they're the ones that want to ask you to do your part first, but they're going to take care of you later. All right. So we can both do it later. Like, why do I have to, you know, fulfill my end of the deal if you're not going to? The fuck? 
<laughs> no, we're good. We both have roles to play here. You play our role and I play mine, but we have to do it together. It's not, oh, me all the time and you whenever the fuck you want. That doesn't work for me. Okay. Uh, what's the worst advice you've ever gotten as it pertains to the Dressing like little Bo Peep. <laughs> but little Bo Peep, isn't she the one that has like pigtails and like a, That's the so, worst like a so like a schoolgirl? They want you to dress like you fucking live on Little House on the Prairie and shit. Like, uh-uh. Lose weight. Dress like Little House on the Prairie. Like, that's the worst fucking advice I've ever heard in my life. If you're going to lose weight, it better be for you or you're never going to... It's not going to be sustainable. stupid. Like, if you're fat, you're fat. Fat girls get spoiled on, treated on, picked up. You got a vagina, right? The pussy pops? Okay. So, I don't want to hear... <laughs> This whole, right, I don't want to hear this whole, well, if you're fat, they're not going to like you. Okay, fuck it. Probably. That's there are it. literally fat girls. I hate using that term because it's such right. a negative term these days. But there are literally big, beautiful women that make thousands of dollars a month on OnlyFans. Thousands. And when I say thousands, I mean like upwards of 50000 a month. There are and people no, that love like, them. You can't, like, all of that is just trash to me. Like, going out here telling these girls that they have to be a size two, especially as black women, like, come on now, a size two, or they have to be, you know, some kind of 1930s slave <laughs> cosplay. Like, girl, shut up. Like, I don't want to know. That, to me, is the worst advice that I've ever gotten, I've ever heard. It's just like, the idea to change it because what you're essentially telling a bitch is to change herself for a man and that will always be a hell no and it is never going to be sustainable if you're not doing it for you because if you're only doing it so you can achieve this goal and that's it and it's not for your whole thing it's not going to work trust me it's not going to work it has to be for you if you're trying to do stuff to your physical appearance it has to be for you. I mean, there are stories of girls getting BBLs and regretting it because they didn't really want it or doing stuff to their bodies because they didn't really want it. And now they're crying. There is like a um, her implant ruptured or something. Ty the infamous? No, it wasn't her. Why are you name dropping? <laughs> oh, I thought it was her because she had like a whole YouTube about it. Where no, 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 no. This is somebody else. I'll send it to you. But yeah, her thing popped and she was like regretting it. You know, but, you know, oh, do sad. stuff for uh, you. One that's married to a little Asian boy now. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> Probably what I always say is, like, I got that from a friend of mine. Just, like, you're somebody's cup of tea. Like, you're somebody's brand. To where, like, trying to mix and mold and shrink and pivot yourself to be something that you're not is not going to make you be successful. And then even with money, the money's going to come. You just have to be authentically yourself when the money comes so you can enjoy it, you can be happy. You can be happy on your journey and sugaring and doing all this type of stuff and not miserable and hating yourself because you've morphed into this transformer thing of a shell of a person that you don't even know. Very good advice, and I concur. It's kind of like with actors when they tell them, oh, how did you play the role so well? They usually find themselves in the character. Mm -hmm. 
That's how they're able to get into character. It's, they don't just become somebody else. Right. They find something in that character that is them and then run with it. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, the good ones are so believable. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. <laughs> right. <laughs> like <So> Medea. <laughs> so, quote unquote, believable. <laughs> it's a very um, over-exaggerated version. Basically, RuPaul on television. Oh my God. Or even RuPaul, too, because he's a masculine man. Like when he dresses as a man. Also a lie, but we're going to move on from that. No, no, no. Listen, listen. If you saw RuPaul in a suit and he didn't open his mouth and you just saw him from afar, he's tall, he's bald, he gives man. Now, obviously, when he starts talking. He doesn't give masculine man. He gives very metrosexual, effeminate man. I meant just not his pink suit, just like a regular suit. Like if you put him in a regular man clothes. Very effeminate man. (laughs) Okay, RuPaul is what RuPaul is. Now, when he starts talking, agree to disagree. I did. Uh, (laughs) If you could go back in time to talk to your 17-year-old self, what would you say to her? Hold more, hold earlier, hold like, <laughs> hold the best wow. way that you know what how. What an advice. Hold more, like, hold earlier. Just hold it. Let it go. Let it flow. Like, just go. Like, hit it to the beat. Like, don't even start off small. Just hit it hard. Big, big bitch. Right. You think a big, think big. Think small. Exactly. Big, big. That would be what it is. Okay, uh, pet peeves. The fake sisterhood alongside like the cutthroatness of it all. Like it's just, there is no, I don't say there's no middle, but there's very few middles, right? Like it's either we're our family and we love everyone and everything everyone does is fine. Or is we hate all each each other. We're gonna kick you in the face. Like it's, it's no like middle ground of where like, yeah, we can agree to disagree. Like, whether it be on survival sex work or, you know, ageism or, you know, fat phobia, we can agree to disagree, but there's still respect and there's still love there. No, it has to be. And we love everybody and everybody come and da 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 da. Or we hate your ass because you are trans. And that's PV, just in the vault. Outside pet peeve, just ignorant. I don't like it. It makes my head hurt. So. <laughs> Those are the two that I've got. Ignorance and the cutthroat. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a sad Just the dichotomy of it. It's either all or nothing. It's either we love yeah. everything and we accept every single thing in the bowl when not everything in the bowl should be accepted. Or we hate everyone except for no one. We hate <laughs> all of you and we miss Excluding the worst no for one. you. Right. And we wish the worst for you and we want you dead. Like, it's just the weirdest Damn. thing. It's just like there's these two polar opposites of the ball and there's very little middle ground of like, look, we can agree to disagree, but whatever. But I think that's what everything, but that is a bit peep of mine. Say la vie, right? I mean, it's sad, but this is the world we live in. Can't dwell on it. And lastly, please leave our listeners, both the guys and the gals. I mean, we've mostly talked to the girls today, but please leave them both with some parting advice. Run his pocket, sis. Like, like that's literally <laughs> like, Run his pocket, sis. Put both feet into his pocket. Plant them there. Damn feet, not hands. No feet, <laughs> elbows, 
You're no, entering into his pockets with it, your whole body. All four of them. Four pocket. All four pockets. Live in there. Run them. <laughs> run a 4K. 8K. Oh, my goodness. And I guess you don't have any advice for the means. Give them your pockets to run in. <laughs> right. Open your wallet. Shut up and open your wallet. It seems like nobody wants to open their wallets anymore. Like, open your wallet. Lead with your wallet. Just open it. I don't want to hear. <laughs> open. I don't care if you got $2 in it. Now you have no dollars because you have opened it and given it to a beautiful woman to talk to her or look at her or exist in her space. Breathe her same air. Give her money. G-H-M. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now is the time to uh, plug your IG, your Patreon. Is it all Run His Pocket Sis? All of it is run his, at Run His Pocket Sis on Instagram, patreon.com slash Run His Pocket Sis. The Run His Pocket Sis podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. iHeartRadio, I think. The other ones that no one really cares about, you can find it there. <laughs> you know, all on under, all podcast listening platforms. On, on all the platforms. I haven't really done a podcast because I've been so damn busy. My bad, but I am going <laughs> to figure out a way to make that happen again. We're busy people. You're going to take what you're going to get. Right. I'm try- I try to do every other week, but Lord knows it don't work. I mean, we're single people running the podcast solely by ourselves. So, yeah. I mean, luckily, I do have help, though. I have somebody that edits my podcast now. Thank God. That was tedious chore. But, yeah. But I will be leaving all of your links in the show notes. Okay. The winner of our 100-episode giveaway, courtesy of Mr. Old School Rider, is... Heather Strong at Valley Cat 2. Hey, girl. Hey. Woo. If you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are, send me your cash app. I'm going to cash app you or Zelle, but preferably cash app because the money's already in cash. (laughs) 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 But congratulations and thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Miss Swat, for coming on. I hope you will come back and we can discuss some more and not name drop. (laughs) (laughs) I just be saying. Messy. Messy boots. I just be saying stuff. I don't be knowing to say (laughs) it. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. It's late. We got to get some sleep. Talk to you later, girl. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.